Hey y'all, this is Alex Tan. And this is Aram Campillo. And you're listening to the Mouthwash Podcast. A breath of fresh air when you need it most. All right, Alex, our very first remote podcast ever. <laughs> Do you think we're ever going to get better at like opening these up? Never. <laughs> but they should be expected almost at this point. Yeah. I think that it's really hard to open these up because you're just like sitting here and we're like waiting with the guests and they're just like, uh, and we're like, okay, how do we just like pull conversation out of thin air? Mm-hmm. I wish we could just hit the intro and skip like starting it right. and just get to the good stuff. But anyways, we're here and uh, excited as always about who we're interviewing. So who are we interviewing today? Um, I'm really stoked for this. Uh, I've, we're interviewing uh, two people from Texas, uh, Lauren Merrick and Kara Sykes. Um, they're both multidisciplinary creative um, people that grew up in like the Houston, Austin, or not grew up there, I guess we can let them tell the story because I don't really know. I've never met them. You've met them before. Um, but Lauren is a photographer who focuses mainly on like portraiture and editorial. And um, I'm a huge fan of her work. And Kara is like an illustrator and designer and art director. Um, and they do like a lot of projects together and also do like a lot of projects separately, which I think is super cool. And I'm excited to talk to them about how they like, I don't know, I guess we'll get into it, but yeah, yeah. let's go ahead and welcome them in. Welcome Welcome, guys. Hey guys. Hello. Hi. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for joining us so much. Um, we know like life is kind of crazy down in Texas right now with, uh, natural disasters and you guys just said you moved into a new house and we like really appreciate you like kind of taking the time to join us. No, we're excited to chat with you today. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just if you guys could tell us a little bit of how that's been the last couple of weeks um, with Hurricane Harvey and uh, you guys moving the day before. So that's kind Kara, of- you want to take it away? I guess I will take the lead on this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so timing is crazy. We uh, signed on our house the day before Harvey came and to Houston and our house is between Austin and Houston. Um, So we kind of were glued to the TV for like four days straight. Uh, Thankfully we still had power. Um, We ended up going back to Houston to get our cat and to get like some essential stuff. It came back to our new home and then just like stayed here for, I guess it was four days, right Lauren? And then just, Ugh, it's just really hard watching your it's city. A long time. Yeah. Just all the images and people and um, being away and not being able to help like firsthand was really hard. Mm. Um, and just like watching everyone to uh, help each other was awesome. So it was like that weird like back and forth kind of roller coaster. Like we see amazing things happening, but we also see like the devastation. Um, but there's like that Houston pride feeling is like never going to leave me even though we don't live there officially anymore but yeah yeah I feel like uh sometimes it takes traumatic events to like make people feel like more united than ever I feel like in a way um and so I'd be really interested and we'll talk later especially about this but like how does like you know the the togetherness and like your guys's role in like that culture like like how do like natural disasters and things like that kind of bring everybody together, which I think is super cool. Um, but we should start um, kind of like from the beginning. Cause I'm like really curious as to like how you guys um, have kind of gotten to the point with where you at, with where you're at. Um, and so I don't know how you guys want to do this cause we're talking to both of you, but like, uh, like, did you guys like, what was life like growing up? Like, did you grow up in a creative home or was it um, kind of opposite of that? Um, I grew up in a pretty creative house my mom um I guess she's a teacher but she um she focuses on like theater and stuff so I grew up doing like improvisational acting so that was kind of uh interesting uh like competitive uh improvisational acting (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah I grew up wanting to be a film director like that was my goal in life was to like direct um indiana jones you know what i mean specifically indiana jones (laughs) specifically indiana jones yeah (laughs) um but yeah so 
Yeah, growing up was pretty, I think for me, pretty creative. I In a different way, though, because of the improvisational acting. It was very specific. <laughs> sure. And then, like, at what point did you, like, want to kind of, like, tackle, like, what was, like, the transition to where what you're currently doing now? Just photo- photography. Um, that happened in college because I got a full scholarship to um, UT Dallas. And uh, from my improvisational improv, uh thing and um yeah they didn't offer like film they only offered film studies and i didn't really want to do that so i just went with like a general visual art degree and that's kind of like just came i just like happened i guess i don't know i just i was obsessed with watching veronica mars in college when i didn't have any friends and she had a really cool camera and i was like i'm gonna get a cool camera (laughs) like literally it's embarrassing but yeah she was a badass i remember that show she is she's so cool oh my god she's like (laughs) (laughs) too young um but yeah what about you kara what a um so all that stuff I started drawing since like the time I could pick up a pen pencil anything Um, My dad is an architect and my mom, um, she likes to say she's not creative, but like all my birthday parties were amazing and she like did everything herself. Like it was all DIY (laughs) and she'd make all my costumes. So growing up, I was like constantly surrounded by creativity and I was kind of always the kid that would be using my imagination. And I was, I mean, I'm still that person. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> so I always wanted to go into something creative. Um, I, when I was in high school, I was ready to be out of high school. I was ready to be in college. And then when I was in college, I was ready to be out of college, yeah. <laughs> like ready, even though it's funny cause I love learning, but I like learning kind of in a more like life experience kind of way. Um, so I went to school originally for fashion and to play soccer Um, and then after two years at that school I ended up uh, leaving to study abroad in Ireland and then was like I gotta transfer to another school so I transferred (laughs) to uh, Virginia Commonwealth University up in Richmond Virginia where I um, got my BFA in graphic design Um, but I'm kind of all over the place. Uh, I took a year off school and in between that too. So yeah, nice. I'm a little bit everywhere. <laughs> That's great. Uh, interesting background. Uh, also like to note how amazingly similar you look to your mom. Uh, <laughs> to see that, check out her Instagram. It's like so Is awesome. Is like a side-by-side picture or something? Yeah. I mean, they're like identical. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, but yeah. Did your mom or dad like, do anything creative growing up or was it um, like I guess oh. like since my dad um before he went into school for architecture uh he would draw cartoons and stuff and I've seen some of them and I love it um and then when he got into the field he kind of you know how it is it kind of drains you so you come home and you don't want to do that when you get home so really your focus is on your job um but I do kind of every now and then get to see him still be creative, which is cool because he draws like this little thing every Christmas. And I'm like, Dad, you're so good at this. Why don't you keep drawing? Keep drawing. Draw with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, so and you said you mentioned you played like you played soccer, right? I did. Okay, cool. Yeah, I did too. And I like kind of like did the same thing where I was like, I went to school like to play soccer and I was supposed to. And then I like stopped playing and then I just like picked up a camera and now that's like all I do. So um, it's interesting to like run into people with like similar like paths, I guess, in a way. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is super cool. And so Carrie, you grew up on the East coast and Lauren, did you grow up in Texas? Yes, I did. I grew up in Belleville, Texas, very cool. tiny, tiny town. tiny town, smallest town in the world. So small. Yeah. You've been there. <laughs> yeah. You've been there. Nice. Uh, and then when did you guys run into each other then? <laughs> well, um, so if y'all know that website called Flickr, um, no way. you guys are Flickr people. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the OG OG. Yeah. So, Instagram, pre-Instagram. Pre-Instagram. I, yeah. 
I saw she liked someone's photo and I was like, I'm going to go look at who this girl is. So then I went and I was like, oh my gosh, her stuff is amazing. And then I just started um, Flickr stalking her instead of Instagram stalking her. And um, so then I was like, I was like, hey, do you want to be pen pals? Because like, (laughs) that would be cool. And so we wrote maybe two letters to each other. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they were good letters. They were like cool. They're very, yeah, they were cool. And I drew you a picture of a camera and it was so cool. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, What were like, I have like a bunch of friends from back home who were like kind of like Flickr people and they always talk about like, the Flickr trends, you know how there's like Instagram trends, like everybody was like taking uh, a colored wall yeah. and like mm-hmm. and stuff. What were like your guys is like, not like things that, not things that you're embarrassed of because like we all come from somewhere, but what was like the thing like when you guys were on Flickr? I think like everyone just did selfies, right? Yeah. And it was just like really, I think everyone did like super strategic like selfie stuff. Nice. And like, like people would like blow glitter at the camera and like get the <laughs> yeah. bokeh. People were obsessed with bokeh, like in yeah. every sort of way. Because that meant you were a good photographer if you could shoot out like a one-two, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it's imp- yeah. I mean, you gotta have like, that money. Just, just the eyes in focus, not the nose. Just yeah, yeah. real. Yeah, those were the days. They would like do everything black and white except their shirt and just. Yeah. Oh my god. Color splash. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. So then, so okay. So real. you guys like met on Flickr, and then you guys like have ran into each other, and now you guys are kind of like in this like period of life where y'all like work together a lot. Um, which Abe and I, this is something Abe and I were talking about, and we were really excited. Um, and just in general, like we've been having conversations with people about like when is it like appropriate to? Because I think like a, I, I'm sure a lot of people like think of you guys as like a pair, like they approach you guys together, right? Like uh, as a pair of common work. But when do you guys think it's important to have time where you like make things on your own and for yourself? And when do you think it's like important to collaborate and like lean into the strengths of others? Um, because Kara, like you're more of an illustrator, designer, art director, and Lauren, you do more photography. Um, is there ever a time where you guys get like approached by projects where you're like, uh, maybe I should like not hit up care for this one maybe i should not you know ring lauren for this one um i don't know what do you guys approach on that like in general i think so far i don't think we've found we've i don't think we've come into a situation where we haven't wanted to do something together if it like was if it came to us as like a joint project Mm -hmm. um just because like we bounce each other out super well um like I'm crazy and Kara like can see things like yeah <laughs> sometimes uh and she's also crazy and then I can like yeah we like we have a really good yin yang relationship um but yeah I I think it is Kara does a lot of stuff on her own and I do some stuff on my own I don't do as much on my own I kind of like rely on Kara to be my other set of eyes I think uh, in a lot of photo things even if she isn't like credited as being like joining me on something um but Kara does all sorts of things on her own that I can't even figure out so <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah I wish I actually wish we got approached more um to work as a team uh I think that's kind of the reason we went into making our website uh another website that was like a joint website mm-hmm. um yeah, because I lately um, my direction's been more illustration, which is something I find a lot of joy in doing. And um, I've gotten a few projects lately that have allowed me to be more creatively myself, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but Lauren, I'm always like, hey, look at this. You know, <laughs> look at this. What do you think? Because it's nice yeah. to get um, someone who doesn't do what I do, like their point of view. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, sometimes I'm just like, mm, okay, no, yeah, right. <laughs> like if she says something and then I'm like, I love you, but I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, like I'm doing this for the benefit of both of us. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's a great relationship. It's like almost like a perfect balancing act with like bouncing enough of ideas and perspective, but not enough towards not, no longer your vision. Um, mm-hmm. and you guys do a good job of that, especially because y'all have different strengths you know and then like when you combine them you're basically like a full production house almost like (laughs) 
Thank you. I think we were talking about that in general. Like, and that was the reason kind of like why we started mouthwash is like, man, like we don't have to go into creative projects, like doing everything alone. Like I don't have to be the producer, art director, photographer, cinematographer. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do all of that. And like, if you can, then great. Um, But I think it's important to like surround yourself with people that can like, kind of complement the things or the areas that you're weak in and like the ability to admit that you're weak in something too is like I think such an important part and crucial part of like personal growth and like creative growth as well um so yeah I think it's like really cool that you guys are like kind of tackling it that way but thank you yeah not a lot of people get to do that too so I think yeah we we're very we're v- v- blessed. <laughs> blessed blessed yes. up. And how long have you guys been, I guess, would you say, working together? Um, I know, like, a couple, I don't even know, was it two or three years ago, the Mashable thing? How long ago oh, was that? Gosh, when was that? Was that 20, I don't I can't I get a tattoo on his neck. Every <laughs> <laughs> time I see it, I die. <laughs> I look like a cholo. I love it. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. So good. I should get a real one. Yeah. Let's <laughs> so right. do it. Why not? All right. I met them a little bit before, um, like OG Instagram days. Yeah, was that when was that? That was, was that some the, sort of it was some sort of photo meetup. I think we did. Yeah, it was in Belleville, Lauren. Yep. Oh, yes, um, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, but since since I feel like you guys have worked on a lot of more projects together. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's not that many people in, like, like the that area so like any i feel like anytime like you guys are known as like houston austin like go to um like with chris too i would like i feel like a lot of times you'd get hit up for like um like fader stuff and stuff like that yeah I- you end up i think it's interesting being in the creative scene and at least in houston austin area like yeah. there's you see the same people all the time and and there's only, I guess that's just how like the world works though. Like in mm-hmm. any sort of field, like you're, you're going to like run into people who kind of either do the same thing you do or like are interested in the same thing you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been, that's why I love the Houston, especially the Houston scene because um, like the Houston cre- creative scene in Houston is like super not saturated, I guess. So you, I mean, you see, you hang out and you, hang with the same kind of creatives all the time, which is really awesome. And how has that been? Um, Cause I know growing up in the South myself, it is a little bit harder. Um, so for you guys that have been doing it, for, you know, this whole time and haven't moved out um, and have been doing it well, how has that been? Has it been, would you guys say harder or I, an advantage? I've never, I mean, I've never known anything else. So like harder is like, I guess relative because I've, that's I've never done anything anywhere else you know what I mean so it's just like right. that's the way it's the way of life down here um, <laughs> you know it's yeah. it's it's very I guess it's chill but you know we're pretty chill so would you guys I, ever like move out anywhere or and if so where would you want to move out oh my gosh like do you, well, do you let me ask like, the hard question no, yeah. honestly <laughs> Like the big city, like I feel okay. So like I grew up in like a tiny, tiny town in Ohio, and like it was nailed into my head that I had to be living in like New York or LA mm. to like be successful in the creative industry. Like that's where the money is. That's where like people watch you, pay to do what you love. And yeah, I think it's really interesting to have like like you guys like are doing like amazing like big campaigns and stuff. Um, living in tiny towns like in Texas, <laughs> um, which is cool and like inspires me and makes me realize that like no you don't have to right like you can make art with wherever you're at you don't need to be like in a place like so what's your guys's take on like how you've been able to find success like what's the struggle look like being in a small town like because there's going to be you know there's a lot of people that live in small towns yeah that aren't mm-hmm. yeah that, that want to do what they want yeah. Yeah. Makes, it's hard yeah i think it's a good well carrie you take it away i think we talk about this all the time actually well i was thinking about like houston um and being in the south and like how Houston is like so like stereotyped as like people think it's like this like country city like when the coolest one of the coolest things like especially when Harvey hit everyone was talking about like wow like Houston's so diverse and we're like yes it is it's a beautiful place like Mm -hmm. um the people there 
are from literally all over the world. Texas is not what I thought it was. Mm. It's not just cowboys and it's not just people who maybe um, wouldn't like me being tattooed or dating a woman, you know, like it's like, it's not exactly what people think it is. Um, and that's why I guess like Houston's such a different, um, it's like hard to say. I didn't feel like I lived in the South except for the Southern charm that I witnessed there. Um, but then moving to where we are now, which is a smaller town, um, it's definitely more quiet our our neighborhood we we it's like super quiet here um the amount that i would need to charge to like survive probably wouldn't do too well in this um town like i don't think people would want to pay me what i charge for logos designs illustrations anything um but the the thing is what's crazy most of my clients are actually outside of texas i have only had one Texas client since I've been freelance, which is wow. crazy. But I just, I just went full time um, on my own. I don't always like to call it freelance because it sounds like less than what it is. I don't. I feel like people kind of judge that word. But um, yeah, I think Lauren. I have agree. 100%. In what way? And I'm curious. What do you? What do you? What oh, do you I just feel like when I'm like. I went freelance and then people, I guess people get that view that you're just kind of dancing along in life and, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, totally. I'm working so hard and trying to get clients and um, all this stuff, but it's been really, you know, to use the word organic, it's been really organic um, since I started uh, just like being myself with my work and, um, like I've been reached out to a lot more than I ever thought I would be. I do reach out to clients, but a lot of my work's just been like um, through people finding my Instagram, but seeing that I'm not just like a photographer and that they see that, oh, you do design, you do illustration. Like, um, hey, we need this done. What's your, like, what would you charge? And all that kind of stuff. But nice. I guess it hasn't been too hard getting work. Um, but it's also really scary too, because you're just like, okay, I got this job. Will I have another one in you know, <laughs> a couple of months? Will yeah. should I save this money or should I um, spend it? No, just kidding. <laughs> <Lauren's> like, <laughs> just Lauren's like, save, save, save. Um, and I agree that I should save my money. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Lauren? What do you? What were your thoughts about? Just being not in a big city and well, how, yeah, how to do it. I feel like design, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like maybe design is a little bit easier to work like remotely away from like yeah. where the scene is. Um, I don't want to offend anybody, but uh, with like photography or like um, you know, cinematography or anything like that, where you have to like be on location or like be surrounded by like a full production team or anything like that, it's like a lot less accessible. Like it's, it's hard. Like, and I'm curious as how do you feel about that um, um, in your experience? I mean, I think, so I, before I moved to Houston, I, I did live in Belleville for a couple of years um, after I graduated from college. And I think there was a lot of like back and forth of like, not, I didn't really have any gigs like in my small town. Um, that just wasn't how it was going to be. Um, so I ended up traveling a lot to Austin, Houston to do stuff. Um, and yeah, moving to where we are now, like literally right in between Houston and Austin, it's like, we haven't, I guess we haven't been here long enough for anything to like, like, like situations to like happen. Um, but it is a little nerve wracking just because you're surrounded by like, I mean, it's kind of, it's pretty country out here, you know? <laughs> so it's not like you're not, um, like, seeing opportunities everywhere you go. You know what I mean? Um, but for me, I'm more um, creatively inspired by small towns. So, like, living in Houston kind of drained my, um, I guess, like, vision. Um, I don't know. It, it kind of, like, being in the city for me, it kind of, I'm, like, a little bit oversaturated with, with stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and so being away from the city and being kind of in 
solitude or just, you know, more of a private kind of day-to-day life kind of gives me mentally a little bit more, um, like creative freedom or inspiration. Um, because yeah, I mean, I, I love visiting cities. I love like hanging out in cities. I love like the people stuff, the food, all that jazz, obviously. Um, but I just, um, I'm so used to living in a small town and I get so much enjoyment from it. So it's hard. It's like what you said earlier, like what city would you want to move to? Uh, I, I, I don't really want to move to a big city. I just would feel a little bit um, crazy, I think. I love that. I never thought of it like that, but um, I think it's interesting. Like looking at your work, I, I definitely see that reflection of it. Like the Visco initiative stuff, like there was no one really out there doing that kind of stuff. You know, small yeah. town vibes at like fair or like shooting your brother's football team, um, like that kind of stuff. And I think that's why so many people were attracted to it because it was far in between, you know, there was a lot of landscapes of city, beautiful like cities and mm-hmm. Pacific Northwest uh, views but like there was very like few raw photographers just like mm-hmm. documenting those like small town vibes and like even Alex was talking about it because he's from a like, really tiny town in Ohio he's like man this brings back so many memories and when you can connect with people um, that's that's when like like beautiful things start to happen you get those gigs and you get all these opportunities yeah. it, <laughs> Lauren uh, if I can just complimenting you really quick. I, I, so I grew up, I grew up in a town where there was like, you know, like two stoplights and we had like 3000 people and my high school covered like three quarters of the County. So like drive your tractor to school day, like, all yeah. those mm-hmm. stuff, you know, and like, you probably get that. I uh, do. FFA, like future farmers of America. Oh man. All that stuff. Yeah, it's real. That's real. <laughs> yeah, which is great. And it's funny because, um, as a, as a youth, like I, I hated it. Like I, um, always drove up to Columbus, Ohio. Like I was always spending time in the city and stuff like that. And it's funny because like, I've, I've been away from that now for about three, like four years. And, um, when I was looking through your like photographs this week and just like thinking about like, Oh, like what am I going to talk to with um, Lauren? And I've been like following your work for a while, but like when I see it all together, it's like, it makes me feel as if almost I missed out on like some of the simple, like beautiful moments of being in a small town. Like I could literally smell like bonfire as I was like <laughs> at your photos um, which is just like amazing. And I think you do like such a good job of like allowing people to like not forget like where they're at. Like don't like, it, it's not cause like when I like, started viewing photographs on the internet, it was like, Oh, I need to be in the Pacific Northwest. I need to be in New York. I need to be in LA because like, look how beautiful it is. Like look how much attention these people are getting. Um, but when I look at your photos, it's like, no, like where you're at right now is like the most beautiful place you could be, I guess in a way. And I think you just like, do like such a good job with that. And I think it's cool that you're like, you know, based in a small town, you like grew up in a small town, you continue to photograph those things. Um, and so it all makes sense. Like everybody's it's, background. Yeah. It's really timeless. <laughs> like I look at the stuff of your like, grandpa and I'm just like, man, that could <laughs> literally be like a hundred years from now. in like some, some like gallery or something like super awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. And then likewise, Kara, like your stuff, um, especially the like recent stuff uh, with Instagram, like the stickers, I thought it was super cool. Um, it's so crazy that so many people had access to your design. Like that's so- yeah. How is that? Like, <laughs> what's that feel like? Literally, blew up. Yeah. Did they, did they just approach you? Like, did they just like come straight at you? And yeah. <laughs> and the coolest thing is, um, they like reach out to all LGBT like people mm-hmm. to make the stickers, which is like totally appropriate um, and how it should be. Uh, but. <laughs> I know I sounded like sassy there, but I didn't mean no, to. I mean, it, that's what it was, it was a pride sticker. Yeah. So like you wanted it to be authentic. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It was um, very exciting for me. Uh, I, so when I make stuff, I like dive in completely. And then I have a moment of like, I, I'm like proud of it sometimes. And I try to be proud of it most of the time. <laughs> and then I let it off into the world and then I'm like okay and then I see it and I'm like oh yeah remember that time I didn't think that corner was like round enough (laughs) (laughs) or like you know I'm still critiquing it but actually these stickers were probably the first thing as of like this step into my new like career direction I guess it's not a new direction but it feels new because I was stuck in the world of like only graphic design Mm -hmm. and like illustrations like a 
my love. Like, I love to do that. Um, so when I saw people using it, like, and then musicians that I looked up to and, like, people, I was just like, what the heck? Oh, my gosh. Like, Tegan and Sarah had it on one of their posts. And I was like, <laughs> of course, I'm, like, geeking out and, like, sweating because I'm like, oh, my God. So cool. Um, yeah. It's just, it's really surreal. And then you, it's this weird feeling of, like, letting it off into the world. And, yeah. like, it, it's no longer, like, mine. It's, like, everybody's kind of. It's a part of something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a question uh, about that. Like, when you were talking about how we, I think, like, we as artists, like, we get so caught up on, like, oh, this just, like, isn't, like, good enough. Like, we have, like, this vision in our head of, like, this is how things are supposed to be. And maybe, like, what mine is at right now is 80%, but it's, like, time to let go of it. Um how is that like something that you've like always struggled with and like how have you like continually like trying to like teach yourself to like learn how to like make things let go of it like know that you'll get better next time you'll come to the table like that kind of thing like what does that process look like for you it's yeah I've always been I'm like it's weird because I'm personality wise I'm very free spirit um like whatever goes it's fine and then when it comes to my work I'm like extremely like perfectionist and um and I think back to when I took a year off college I was kind of just having this like roadblock where I was getting frustrated with um like having to be perfect all the time and that was the pressure I put on myself it wasn't like my professors or anyone put that on me um and so then I took a year off and then I came back and it was kind of like this relearning of enjoying the process like when you go through something, enjoy like making it. And like, um, I still have moments where it causes me to spend an extra five hours on something that I didn't need to, where I'm just like stopped, but I have to just tell myself, don't worry about it. It's not like, you know, this thing, you know, it's not like you're trying to save the world with this, like one little <laughs> illustration <laughs> or you're not trying to, you know, but just to do it and make it and then like be happy with it. It's hard sometimes to always be happy with it. Most of the time, I don't know. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think the more I allow myself to feel more like childlike when I work mm. and allow myself just to be free, I'm more efficient with my time. And I feel like the, in, the, like the final product is better usually. Yeah. That's so true. And I think we're like way more like we're like way harder on ourselves than anybody. Have you guys ever done like a client project and you're like, Oh my gosh, like this is so horrible or this isn't like quite at the mark, but like they will literally never notice like the little things that like you notice all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like you're like, Oh my God, you my life. Like that's like, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Always. One of my, one of my friends, um, in Chicago uh, works at a studio and like one of their mottos was um, done is better than perfect. And it's like this idea that like, um, you know, like you were saying, like you don't have to save the world with every single project, but as long as I, you know, sit down and try my best and um, deliver it in a timely manner and make sure that like I'm do, you know, doing the best I can, it might not be my best work ever, like every single time, but I know that every time I sit down at the table and, and try to make something and put something out there that I'll get better every single time. I, I, I do that. Um, and I think that's something that like a lot of artists struggle with, and especially when you get into like this really competitive world of like, it's not good enough. I can't share it. Like I can't deliver this kind of thing. I think that's like one of the most toxic like mindsets, I guess, like as an artist, I don't know. Uh, Lauren, do you feel like you kind of experience the same thing with like photography as well? Oh yeah. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the time. And I, I, you know, it's interesting. Carrie, Karen talks about um, like, in her normal life, she's free spirited, but in her work life, she's kind of like super like crazy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like literally the opposite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I tend to like, when I'm actually doing work, I don't, I try not to stress. Well, actually I don't try not to, I usually don't stress about things. And then in hindsight, I'm like, Oh, maybe I should have <laughs> like after the fact, like after it's all done, I'm like, ah, damn, I probably should have done that a little bit more with care um <laughs> yeah you know like you're on a shoot and you're just like just get it done and then you come back and you're editing and you're like ah everything <laughs> is like slightly off here it's like oh my god right 
yeah, that's a struggle. Um, but yeah, I think, I think all artists, or at least in my experience myself, I'm always like second guessing things that I've done and, and worried that like, they're not going to match up to other things I've done, mm. you know? And it's like, you, you feel like you, you always like set your own bar to certain heights and you're always trying to push it higher. And I think it's, um, I mean, it keeps you on your toes, I think, but it's also like, oh, you just gotta, you just gotta make it work. Yeah. And do what's it. Your, what's your like? What do you tell yourself when you're like kind of experiencing that? Like, how do you kind of like get over the gap? I just try not to sweat it too much. Yeah. I mean, even if I'm like super stressed about it, Carrie usually calms me down and tells me that it's like it's fine. Nice. Like, it's yeah, fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's and fine. then I'll, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> or I'll just like after that, I usually just will like put on something on Netflix and like remove myself from the situation and then forget about it. So yeah, that really helps actually. What, what are you guys watching on Netflix right now? Uh, we just binge watched um, the good place with um, Kristen Bell. Nice. It was really funny. It was really funny. I like that show a lot. Um, but we watch all the normal shows. All the, all the, you, you know, any, like inspiration from some of those like Netflix shows. Yeah. I feel like as a recent thing. Yes. The Netflix production like show quality is like amazing. Mm-hmm. Like it's like taking off. But, yeah, um, I'm obsessed. Cool. I'm obsessed with TV. I've always been, I've been <laughs> obsessed with TV since I was like tiny. I mean, you know, growing up in a small town, like yeah, I was like very different than people in my grade. So I just like um, TV was like my best friend growing up. So like that's <laughs> why I wanted to be a filmmaker because I was just like, oh man, I want, I can do this. I'm gonna totally do this. Yeah, I have always drawn tons of inspiration from movies and TV, like different, just, where, you know, everything. Where would you guys, um, this is a question for both of you, say you've gotten your influence uh, for, like, your style? Because you guys have pretty distinct styles, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, but what has it been? I'm sure it's been different for both of y'all. But Yeah, yeah. Influence. Carrie, mm-hmm. you have a lot of, you have a lot of, like, people yeah Kara, i'm like i'm interested to hear what you have to say because your your design is just like super like fun and like i'm just like man this is amazing like i've never i haven't really seen a lot like it and it, i'm just interested to see like where like that where did that influence come from thank you um i'm i'm also i'm just like i'm trying to figure out um lauren will make fun of me because i'm obsessed with its uh, documentary called beautiful losers <laughs> Okay. And it used to be on Netflix. I think they take it on and off, but anytime it's on, I like try to secretly watch it. Although I do but, have it. Down. But you yeah. have it on DVD. So yeah, I, don't I have know. it on DVD. <laughs> but who watches those anymore? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so there's like the this interesting movement um, back in like, I'm not even get the time right, but um, all these like street artists were kind of like bridging the gap between like street art and design and like gallery art and um, all that kind of stuff. So it was like almost the beginning of artists being hired for commercial work, but like also still maintaining their own kind of self. Um, So you have an artist named uh, Jeff McFredage, uh, probably I'm not pronouncing his name right. And then like a woman named Margaret Kilgallen there incredible that whole like y'all just need to see it watch beautiful losers i cry every time and um it's it's kind of i guess i just really appreciate the way that they um lived out their art and just did it and then they were able to make a living off of it um but i don't know why all my work is always so heavy and bold i still can't figure it out like lauren has me working on her logo and she's like i want it like thinner and um <laughs> more dainty and i'm like oh it's so hard for me because most of my work <laughs> but it looks better this way <laughs> <laughs> most of my work is so like thick and bold and um i don't know i've I, and i have a like big influence by like children's books and um this one uh artist uh oliver jeffers he's irish and the Irish are some of the most amazing storytellers and his, the way he tells stories and also illustrates them just feels so 
right. Like it just feels just, I'm like, when I look at his work, I'm like, yes, this is, this is what I want to make. I want to make work that feels like that, yeah. but with my own kind of style. For sure. so. And then I guess sports probably influenced the, the, the boldness of my work. Cause I mean, I spent 16 years of my life playing soccer and wanting to become a professional soccer player so I could design my own cleats, you know, <laughs> or be, any, I would buy those <laughs> pairs. Edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rock the shit out of that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what about you, Lauren? Um, I've got a few like, I guess influences. Um, but I don't really. I guess there's like similarities in our work, but I don't really consider like, like I in I don't think like my work looks like their work, but like when I look at their work, I'm inspired to create work yeah you so it. yeah um so mary ellen mark um a photographer amazing um she uh, she did a lot of like um she photographed um like movies like behind the scenes photos for movies um and then did a lot of really cool documentary work about um a lot of like other kind of people like um she did a whole series like photographing sorry my cat's like in my face um <laughs> I she did a whole yeah, she did a whole series like uh photographing um like people that worked for circuses um so a lot of like really interesting like subcult like she was obsessed with like subcultures um in society and i really love her like the authenticity of her work mm. and then um gregory Cruston. Um, who does more cinematic kind of photographs, um, very staged, like super staged, but they have a, such a cinematic quality. Like he uses like movie lights to like light everything and creates these weird situations um, that are like, I mean, literally like you can stare at them all day. They're so interesting. <laughs> and um, gosh, who else? Henry Cartier-Bresson is like one of the, OGs of photography. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, um, I don't, God, I can't remember. I, I like studied photography in college, so I have a lot of like history photography knowledge. But then I'm also like a very forgetful person. Like I don't remember numbers, times, dates, yeah, it, just general information. So like <laughs> everything I say could be incorrect. But um, <laughs> but he's awesome because he kind of coined the the decisive moment of photography. So it's like finding like the moment between moments that like and capturing it that like it's just he's great you should like, like it just makes you feel something right? yeah it like it hits you right in the yeah. heart and you're just like oh this is what it's about um but yeah i think there's like this really cool video you can find on youtube if you search his name and cool. the decisive moment i feel like, i feel like some of the best like inspiration is like always not necessarily found on the internet, but sometimes it's like printed things from photographers in the past. Yeah. Oh, like, for sure. dude. Books have been around for centuries. Like everything on the internet eventually is just going in cycles. Like it's just like over mm -hmm. the same kind of stuff being made. Mm -hmm. um, Lauren, I thought it was also really interesting when you explained like, uh, this person inspired me to make things, even though our work doesn't look similar. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately too, is I see people on the internet, like literally like will post or like share something that looks like, very very similar in character to something else and they say oh this is inspired by this person and i was like sitting back the other day and i was just like is that like really what it means like does being inspired <laughs> by something really mean just recreating somebody else's art or does it mean like i saw this and like it makes me want to go out and make things like yeah you know what I mean? like there's like i think there's like a, such a distinction um and i'd like kind of like love to hear your thoughts on that too like yeah um i I have like a hard time um, like being on Instagram, the scroll cycle, you know, yeah. you see so much work that is inspiring. Um, but then you see like so much of the same kind of thing over and over again. Yeah. And um, like for me, because I'm such a visual person, I have to kind of like lay low or not like stare too much because I, I feel like I'm like hit, like not hypnotizing. I'm like tricking my brain into like seeing something over and over again and be like, that's what I want to do. I want to do that thing because everyone else is doing it. Um, so yeah, I, 
that just people, I don't know. I think this is like all from, sorry, my cat again. It's like all up in my business. Um, <laughs> I think it's like, even going back to like the days of Flickr, like people were inspired by other people, but they were like trends. Right. Mm-hmm. And people would do kind of the same thing in different iterations to like get the likes, you know? Um, but for me, I think like inspiration, like if I'm inspired by somebody, Oh my God, there she is. <laughs> if I'm inspired by something, I I don't want to like create what they're doing. I just want to like do something, you know, like when I see like an awesome portrait of someone, I'm like, Oh, I, I love the lighting in this, or I love the scene. I love like the emotion. I love, you know, just that photo. Um, it makes me want to like, it makes me like want to get my shit together. I'm like, Lauren, you just gotta, <laughs> what are you going to do? You just got to go and do something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. You know, um, but yeah, that's what I think about that. Great words. I think that's hit the nail on the coffin. That. Um, so I think one of the things we wanted to talk about, uh, especially with recently, there's been a lot of whether it be activism or a natural disaster. You guys have been doing a lot of work, um, specifically in gay rights and the like Harvey uh, relief. So just if you guys can tell us a little bit more about that and how that kind of happened or um, whether you were hit up or you went out yourself and did that um, just because I feel like art is great when you're doing it just to make it, but it's even greater when it's benefiting a greater cause. Um, um, so I don't, we haven't done too much for Harvey as of yet. It's been kind of like a lot happening. Um, and I feel like we haven't found our, oh my gosh, <laughs> we haven't found like a specific avenue for how to help in the best way that we know how to help. Um, but for like LGBT issues, um, we've done a few things. We did a campaign. Um, can, you, can you go into detail about that while I get this cat off me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I guess it was, was it 20, when was that? 2015, the 2015 election? You're asking me numbers and I don't um, know numbers. So I think it's 15 though. <laughs> for a while, at least for, I'm going to talk personally and then bring that into it. But um, for a while, like, I didn't want to have anything to do with politics. And then um, I realized that that's kind of, like I need to be involved because there's not going to be change if we don't, if we just ignore it. And also there's so many people out there that don't have a voice. Um, and I have a voice and it just felt selfish of me to not do anything about it. So, um, we had a, and I didn't realize how important local, um, like politics and local elections were so important until, um, we were a part of, uh, in Houston, they had the Houston Equal Rights Ordinance, which was going to protect 15, um, I guess, categories of people, types of people. Um, but it was really an attack on the trans community. Um, and it's the whole bathroom bill thing. People made it a bathroom bill. In Houston, it wasn't actually a bathroom bill. Um, but the media and everyone made it that. So Lauren, uh, I worked at an agency at the time that is very involved in um, the local community. So uh, my boss and I kind of sat down and we were like, we can't just make one post about this. We really feel like we need to do something else. And so I know at the time Lauren had been searching for something to do, get involved um, in a political way. And we started thinking, well, how do we connect people with the 15 types of people that could be affected by this bill not being um, this protection not existing. So we sat down with Lauren and started talking and we ended up doing a portrait project in Houston um, for uh, in favor of Hero. Um, and so that was, I guess that was 2015. It was, it was a really, um, it hit us pretty hard just because it didn't end up, it didn't end up passing. Um, and that was, I think, one of our first experiences of being so involved in something that ends up not succeeding in a way that would help, you know, the community. Um, It was really hard. We all kind of went into this 
I don't know, weird kind of dark feeling is, but um, so I guess that was our first kind of thing, right, Lauren? I don't know. I mean, I think that was the first like um, project or like um, thing we did for any sort of like activism. Um, But we're super like um, excited to like, be a part of the LGBT community and like let people know, even if it's not like um, in your face, I guess. Uh, like if people know us, they, you know, know that we're together and um, that we create cool stuff together. Um, but yeah, any sort of opportunities that come up where we can like um, kind of like reach out to people and like let people know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all about that life so do you one quick question about all that is do you guys feel as if like artists have an obligation to like create in the shadow of things that they like believe in or like as far as like social like social like efforts go or like just like life in general like do you think that like I think it's amazing that you guys like have a platform you're able to share and like um, kind of do it in a way where you're not like standing on the street corner, like hitting people with signs or like whatever, like you can like create a design or you can like make images and do these things that are like beautiful. And um, do you feel as if like artists like, like almost have like sort of an obligation to kind of like create things that they like have a push for, like would believe, like believe in? I don't, I don't know if it's an obligation, but it's like, it's when, when you have a platform to like, especially in times like these, like if you have a platform to like, make a stand and, you know, tell, like, let people know, like, what's going on, or, like, if you have a voice and you want to um, share your opinion or your thoughts or belief, like, I think you totally should, but I don't think, like, I mean, there's always reasons why some people wouldn't want to do that for, like, whether it be, like, personal safety or, you know, just, like, you don't, you don't feel like that's what you're, I mean, not everyone can do that kind of stuff. Um, I don't think people have an obligation, but I do think that if you, like, if it's heavy on your heart to, like, you know, be open and and tell people, you know, how you feel or let people know, like, you know, what you believe in, like, you know, just do it. Sure. Cool. Kara, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I totally totally agree with what Lauren said. I think like um, I personally got to a point where I was like, I can't not do anything about everything, you know, saying something about something. And, you know, people might be like, well, you always talk about this one issue and you never talk about this other issue. And, you know, people get mad um, and upset if you maybe don't share about everything that's happening. If you're, you know, focused on one thing and, and, you know, it's, it's the energy that you can bring to whatever you can say, I think is important. Um, yeah, I definitely don't think people should feel like they have to, but I felt like I did. So, yeah. um, I guess, and this is a question for both of you. What are maybe one or two things that you guys are learning um, in this season of life um, as a creative, a human, and somebody that is a part of today's culture? Mm. Like, if there is like one thing. Like if you and I were to get copied together and I was like, I need advice. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> what is like one thing that you guys are like always coming back to and like always like thinking like of as a creative person or as a human? Um, I think we'd like love to hear like what you have to say. I mean, like, okay. So for me recently, I've been really, um, I would say uninspired or like a little, um, kind of like I needed a creative break Mm -hmm. and um I think especially in today's like world and the way um I'll go back to Instagram the way like people post 24 7 like people posting like shit all the time like every day like every 20 minutes you know like they can't stop it like you feel like you have a pressure to like create new content and good stuff all the time and um like people get on like people are uninspired all the time um but like I feel like people don't really talk about that in a way that like 
makes I don't know you feel comfortable with like not feeling inspired or like not wanting to do stuff and just maybe focus on something else so like like we recently moved into a new house um so like for me all of my focus has been on like cleaning (laughs) 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 or you know what I mean like doing something else um and so I've been I haven't really felt like the drive to like create anything lately and um I, that's like the season that I'm in right now and you know Kara's in a different season right now and also like we are Kara and I are very different people but um like you know we go through the same uh struggles and um excitements together like when you know when I I have like a new job coming up like I'm ex- I'm super excited mm-hmm. you know and when Kara has a new job coming up I'm super excited um but like you know sometimes like Kara will have something and I won't have anything and I'll be like super like crazy in my head about it like I feel like I'm just like well I have to I need to get a job like right now because you know Kara's got a job um especially when we're not working together on something and so it's like another thing yeah it would be like I wouldn't say it's like jealousy but it's like kind of like knowing that like you can be in different places with people like you don't always have to be on the same on the same wave as people because like there's so many highs and lows of being a creative person like you're you're never like you're never gonna ride I mean you could like but you're never gonna ride the same wave you know it's like it's up ups and downs all the time and like just learning to be okay with that I think is the struggle and my like biggest thing that I'm still learning and working on so cool how are you Kara? Um, well, <laughs> I'm probably going to say something that's going to make Lauren annoyed. <laughs> um, cause, and it's going to sound really drastic, but like, I'm always one of those people and I don't think this, I don't know if this is advice, but I'm like, I don't like, you don't know how much time you have on like earth. And so I'm always thinking like, is this like, <laughs> of course she's making a face, um, <laughs> Like, is this something that I'm, like, say you're stressed about something. Is this, like, going to be an end of the world thing? Like, I need, like, I tell myself, and I don't always take my own advice, but to, like, step back, like, breathe, and then, like, take it one step at a time. And I think, like, I tend to be all over the place, and Lauren tells me to focus, and... (laughs) I think I've taken your advice in the past year or so, <laughs> but just to kind of like be okay with like how things happen. Um, you know, if something happens and you just, you kind of have to go with the flow and um, take things as they come and, but like work, not just like take things as they come, but like work for it, but like, don't like let that thing or something stop you. Um, like be a roadblock, I guess, if I say it. Like, like how I was saying, um, you were asking earlier about like perfectionism or like things like that. It's kind of like that whole idea of, you know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Like you like can, forward, you like can that. do it. Yeah. 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 Cool. Awesome. Well, um, is this your guys' first podcast or have you done it before? I've done maybe a few. Dang, they beat us to it. I don't think I have though I've done like phone call things but I ain't never done this before (laughs) how would you guys rate this then it's been pretty good scale of one to ten yeah we got to put a number number to it because we do it well I don't I mean I'm gonna give it probably like a nine because I have nothing to compare it to so I feel like (laughs) there we go what about you Kara I like the video it's nice that I can like see y'all's face yeah 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 I've done it less weird yeah. I've done uh-huh. one of each, so I say that this is good. I really like the video portion cool. of it. <laughs> well, it's like nighttime where you guys are at, and we get like it the, is. We still have window light coming through. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> that must be so nice for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we hope you guys learned something, um, maybe about yourself or like just something in general. And uh, thanks for joining us, like so much. Like it was, it was like really cool to talk to you guys for sure. Um, thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. No um, if you guys, for all you out there listening, if you guys want to um, see more of Lauren and Kara's work, um, they both have individual websites and a website together, and that's going to be in the description link um, that's posted online. Um, but you can look them up, uh, Kara Sykes and Lauren Merrick. 
Um, but yeah, thanks again, guys, for joining us. It was so much fun. Yeah, Thank it was you. nice to meet you. Yeah, good to meet you. Later, guys. <laughs> good, to, Later. good to see you, Abe. <laughs> <laughs>